following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Go! Go! Dallas Cowboys! The The Dallas Cowboys are champions of the NFC East. They have also (laughs) improved to 11-4 on the 2021 season with a absolute Beatdown of the Washington football team, 56 to 14, the final score on Sunday night football. As we welcome you in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game and our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the star in Frisco. And it is a very special victory Monday because one, the Cowboys are champions of the NFC East. Heck, my Harrison, you get five seconds to celebrate the championship for the NFC East. How about the Cowboys? Four, three, two. He only needed one. That's really all. That was it. <laughs> and then two, the Cowboys get probably the most complimentary, most complete team win of the entire season against the Washington football team. So I don't even think I have to ask these, this question, but how are you guys doing? I'm disappointed. Stop it! I'm really disappointed. I was I was really you? expecting them to win 56 to seven. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really ticked off right now that mm. they allowed them to score that last touchdown. Heck, man! I mean, <laughs> can't please everybody. It's one of those things, dog. I'm sorry that you are one of one on the disappointed <laughs> aisle. You are there by yourself, yeah. all right? Because 56 to 14, that's what they call an old school beat down right there. <laughs> Is that when they when you hold somebody's chin up? Ooh. Smack him. Ooh, <laughs> smack him right? me, I won't break my hand. Yeah. Hold your head up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Pretty bad. I was disappointed though. Yeah. Why why were you disappointed, Thanks, Chris? Chris? Well they well they said that the, the team record was fifty nine to, mm. to break that record you just need one more touchdown. Yeah. And that would have been awesome. Yeah. And we could have done that at any time. Could have been a you sixty say, burger. They, they pulled off of them. They pulled it's off. It's more like a 60 steak, right? You mm. hit 60. Oh, I was praying. Oh, I wanted that so bad. Hey, boy, when you, boy. You saw the tweet, right? I saw the tweet. <laughs> I, I don't I, think Isaiah saw yeah, it. He was sitting I right next the, to me. He didn't see I it. saw the tweet. What is he going to run no. to do better? I have to do better on Twitter. <laughs> no. He said he's going to take, was it a 70 burger? Yeah, if they hit 70, which at that time, there was still an entire fourth quarter left, and they had already hit the 50. What was, what was the tweet? I, I said if they hit 70, which means if they would have scored twice uh-huh. more, that I would have taken all of you out for steak oh, shit, dinners. I Text Kellen Moore. I don't <laughs> have his number, but I would have figured out a way. You don't even eat steak, and you would have been there. <laughs> I would have ate something. I would have ate some some rubbish. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> some cauliflower would have been the most expensive cauliflower you ever paid for. I promise you that. That's true. <laughs> Give me all of that. Chris, how was your Whataburger last night? Man, let me tell you something. Oh, I, no. get, I didn't get out of here till like 12, 30, like close to 1 o'clock. I went by Whataburger, and the line was like... Was it crazy? Ten, Everybody wanted a 40 like burger. Everybody wanted a 40 deep. burger. And I'm like, man, do I really want to sit in this line? And I know how fast the Whataburger line goes. It goes mm. really fast. And I, I just drove right by. Just didn't do, do it. That's okay. Didn't do it. Hey, you're not satisfied. You want another one. That's what it is. Yeah. I not really satisfied. wanted it, but I, the line was, I was too tired. And I had to be up here for you guys this morning. Yeah. And not only did they have a 40 burger, 
but they had a 40-burger in the first half. Led at halftime, 42-7. Yeah. to seven. Dak Prescott's that line after the first two quarters. 27 of 35, 321 yards, and he ended up with 330. So he only passed for nine yards in the second half because he only had, what, two drives? Yeah. Four touchdowns in that first half for Dak Prescott. And Who was that guy? Who was what? Who was that guy? The one out on the field? The one on the field. That's not the same guy that's been out there the last... No, 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 it was, it was oh, a guy no. who was out oh, that, there the that, first six or seven. Oh no, that, that was Dak. That was Dak. Rain Dakota Prescott. Yes. Okay. So that's that was him. that was okay. Yeah, that's him. I was I was wondering who that was. No, he's he's been here. Could, uh, no, 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 no. He's no, no. He he, he <laughs> maybe the ambiance. Maybe I mean, but but Mm-mm. that dude that stepped on the field yesterday. He said slumped his Dak. Yeah, he had a different presence to him. Yeah. yeah. He had a different confidence to him. He had yeah. a little pep in his step. Yeah, he did. All right. He yeah. had a, he, a little, little hip, little gyration was popping yesterday. No. That was a different dude. It's amazing the difference that a couple of drop balls mm. make, right? Mm. When you when your receivers are catching uh, those difficult throws or catches in, in between guys, taking hits. Confidence. All right. And the chains are continuously moving. Also, your running game is picking people off. Mm. You're, we talk a lot about getting in sync and stuff like that, but yeah. you see immediately once this team starts out and they pay attention to the running game and your offensive line, that was the main thing that I talked about. I wanted to see how this offensive line handled the defensive line because, Isaiah, you're rubbing off on me in I a good that. way like because you're not thinking about it right now. You're looking at the future. So I'm saying yep. to myself, Deron Payne, Allen, all I put was 99 and 40 on them. Like All I'm seeing is mm-hmm. you know, on down the road. Yeah. Can we handle these guys? They did a really good job. There were yeah. some times Biotish had some, some miss, whatever, right? But for the most part, Dak was able to step up in the pocket, make some throws. He was a and he even ran. Yes, How he about did. That? Look at that. How about somebody? That? Somebody actually tweeted that, and I think they were listening to the show. Somebody said they must have been listening to talk. He must have been watching Talking Cowboys <laughs> because he actually ran for a couple first downs. It is huge. It, I think he had what at one point in time he had four rushes for twenty yards. That's it's twenty one, yeah. and 21, that's what yeah. he finished with. And, and that, that's amazing because he moves the chains. You move the chains, and that's all it's about. When you start talking about momentum, not only as an individual at the quarterback position, but as a complete offense, it is important that when you have those yards to take, you take them. Yeah. Right? You don't have to get hurt. Take them, slide. Take them, get out of bounds. Right? Take them, whatever you got to do. But make, the, make sure that the chains keep moving. Majority of these passes, and I said it in the pregame show, pregame live show, if you guys haven't watched that, make sure you guys check that out every time, uh, <laughs> that run the ball, run the ball, play action. We ran the ball, I think, for, what, 108 yards? Mm-hmm. I think we had more rushing yards actually last week. But the difference is we ran so many more play-action passes, and that's where I feel like Dak is confident. I don't, Not to say that Dak can't drop back and throw the ball. We know that he can. But I think he is in his element when he's able to do a play-action. And you see so many plays yesterday came off of that. Now, how much does that open things up? Because the running game wasn't impressive from a box score standpoint. I mean, Zeke had nine carries, 37. Pollard had eight for 34. You didn't have to get the run game going because of the way that Dak Prescott was just dealing early on, the way that he was throwing the ball. So it was kind of opposite of what we were anticipating when this offense would click again. We thought it was going to be the run game first. Yeah. So why was the box score not impressive? Is it just solely based on the fact that Dak using his legs provides this offense so many more options? Well, you have to respect it. You have to respect the run. And based upon Philly did all the work for us, <laughs> honestly, the week the prior, you know, the prior game, they did all the work. So they they presented the threat. So anytime you get beat down on the ground game like Washington did the last week, now all of a sudden you come into the next game, what's your expectation? 
the next team's going to do the same exact They're thing. They're going to run everywhere. They're going to run everywhere. And when you know that they have the capability to run everywhere, you have to play the run. right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, now you put a couple runs out there and we get six, seven yards a pop, now you run the play action because they've already committed to stopping the run, not only from their film study last week, but also the fact that they, your history shows that you can run the ball against them. No, absolutely. And, you know, Zeke only played the first half. And you saw like, – you always see the, the, the intangibles with Zeke, the things that he does with blitz pickups, things like that. But his ability to continuously pick up yards, he was nothing for a loss. I think there was one carry that he had where he had a loss. But just picking up those three, four yards at a time continuously. We talk about moving the chains. But those are the things that keep this offense running. We can't make it uh, enough about how the running game drives everything else uh, for this team. I love that. you know, And I love the fact that Dak was – look, let's just keep it real. I think the pet peeve and where people criticize Dak is his accuracy. Mm-hmm. Why come? Why is it that Dak can't fit those balls in like you see the Aaron Rodgers and the Russell uh, Wilsons be, be able to get those in between the safety and the corner? That's a difficult throw to yeah. make. You're basically throwing it into a bucket, right? And he threw one into Cooper. On uh, talk about he missed oh on the sideline. Talk about it. That wasn't even a drop, but it was just Jesus. a tough catch kind of contouring Bruh. his body, but that, that ball could a, not have been placed better. That was a dime. And so it's, it's just little things like that that he doesn't get credit for. Uh, but I think when you go up against it, and, and Jack Del Rio, the way that he was, you know, obviously with the cloud coverage, he was trying to confuse Dak. But J- Dak was just like, man, I've seen this too many times. I'm not going to get fooled by this. He was just picking them off. But also Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz and the impact that he had on this game. And I think that's where when we talk about slump or him not playing well, think about the production from the tight end. It wasn't there. Yeah. We The middle of the field, we were not able to take advantage of it. Yesterday, we feasted in between the hashes. That was, that was a, a fantastic point because I think in the past, when Dalton Schultz has had the 11 targets, the 10 targets, the six receptions, and whatever his stat line has been throughout the season, a lot of that has been from five yards in. It's been in the flats. It's been close to the line of scrimmage. They really allowed him to go up the field, up the hash marks a couple times yesterday, and it really opened things up on the edge because look at the red zone. The red zone play calling was much more improved. Terrence Steele had a big man touchdown in the red zone. How about that? How about that? Connor McGovern is hot right now. Yeah, there, was, there were so many tweets <laughs> yeah, in my Connor inbox of, of <laughs> people staring down Terrence Steele. That, 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 really, really, that really, really was, man. But Terrence Steele... Dalton Schultz, Ezekiel Elliott, all with receiving touchdowns, coming out of the flat and working their way, leaking into the second level. And I think that's why that that's a straight, uh, I guess, counterpart of the fact that the Cowboys were able to work the middle of the field throughout these drives. Yeah, and you're six for six in the red zone. Huge. All the things that we talked about. The problems that Kellen Moore was having, I'm just not going to go back to Kellen Moore is in his bag. You know, I'm just going to say that Kellen Moore definitely fixed, he definitely fixed some things, right? And he was able to do that and was able to get this offense and get Dak in rhythm. I mean, there's not enough to say about how well the offense, how the offense looked in that first half. I mean, they were not missing it besides the first drive. I mean, the first drive, I was like, oh man, not this again. again. Don't, come on now. Let's not do this. But the defense got him the ball back and you saw it, man. These guys, like the light came on. It's like, man, we can we can get our stuff off on these guys, and they did, man. 56-14. What do you think McCarthy told Kellen Moore after that first drive? 
<laughs> Can we say it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. But that's the thing is is the offense still they, – they clicked, which is great. That's what you've been looking for. But if there was one thing to nitpick, it was the fact that they didn't do it on the first drive. That's the only thing you could look at this game and say, yeah, that probably wasn't great. It doesn't matter that much. It's a very minuscule thing. You can figure that out moving forward. But the fact that the defense turned around and made themselves a play one single snap later. The first snap, Washington decides to test Trayvon Diggs deep. And what did the man do? He did what he's done all season. And he turned around and had his 11th interception. Gots to be more careful. Gots to be more careful. (laughs) And you know, you wish you could play Taylor Heineke every week. That'd be nice, right? That would be awesome. He loves our DBs. He does. I mean, he's just gifting. He's that secret Santa. I'm going to give you one. (laughs) He's going to give you one. But I just, look, we're going to talk about the defense in totality. But Dan Quinn, I just got to say this, man. His genius to make teams one-dimensional is is incredible. Once he makes you one-dimensional, you can't run. All you can do is pass. That's when our guys are at their best. And his ability to put – Guys like Tank, Randy Gregory, in just in the right places to make plays. And Osa Diggy, I mean, the, the things that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, like Osa Diggy Zor, Carlos Watkins, and guys like that that are just presenting that pressure up the middle mm-hmm. and making Taylor Heineke so uncomfortable, man. It's just, it's great to see our defense, the way that they've come on at the latter half of the year. And, man, look, I don't know about y'all, but this is championship level. That's all I'm for this defense. This is championship level. They've got to compete like this each and every time. Can you get two and four takeaways a game? I don't know, but they're making it like it, it make it look easy. They bought out. I'm, I'm waiting for this week, Heck. I'm I know. Not, I'm not taking this anything away week. from. I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from what happened last night. You played a professional NFL football team, and you made them seem like they should have never showed up. I need to see that that same thing this week. This victory Monday, though. It is. It is. It's Victory Monday. It is Victory Monday. And with that being said, uh, you can have that argument. There are a lot of people that do have that argument. Is I want to see this against a good team. And the last four weeks during this four-game win streak, you have not played teams at least at full strength. I mean, Washington and the Saints, as much as they aren't on your level from a talent perspective, they're still in the playoff hunt. Washington maybe not so much anymore, but they were definitely in the heart of it when you played them the first time. The thing is now is – they, the offense still didn't click in those first three games. Even against bad teams or not-so-good teams, the offense didn't click. The offense did everything they needed to. And not even just the offense, but all three phases finally clicked. So I'm with you. If they play like that yesterday, I don't care if it's the Washington football team mm-hmm. on one side. I don't care if it's the Green Bay freaking Packers. Nobody's beating the Dallas Cowboys if they play like they did yesterday. <laughs> there's no way. He just no, there, There's no way. <laughs> If they play like they did yesterday, no, no, no. I, I, I agree, Kyle. <laughs> However, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate. These guys balled out yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. When I was growing up, I played played basketball. I was growing up at the Boys and Girls Club. Okay, in the hood, we had the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. that kept you out of trouble. Basketball, homework, all that jazz. All right, and we had a basketball team called Rotary Style. Really, really good basketball team. And you had the, the club league, right? You know, you go on your little tour, playing the regular little four or five teams in your league, and then you and, and then you had to go. You beat those guys up, right? You're supposed to beat up those guys, just like Washington. Washington's in the Rotary Rotary League. Okay, and then you had you know your your team is select team, so you went to go play like showcases. And you want to go play the teams that are nationally ranked and things like that. That's who the Arizona is. So, yeah, you can say, yeah, we beat these guys up and we destroyed, you know, our club league team, Washington. 
But now we got to go play one of these select teams, and that's when we measure ourselves to see exactly how good we are. Mm-hmm. So yes, they balled out, but I need to see that same energy this coming week. And I'm not going. We're not taking anything away. I just want to mm-hmm. see it this week. I, I agree with you. There's a difference in talent level. Yes. But they put up 42 points in the first half. And Washington, sure, did not play very well, but I think that was more of Dallas clicking and executing their game plan from beginning to end than Washington being god-awful. You know, the Washington football team is one of 32 teams. Absolutely. uh, And they are in the NFC East. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went on our revenge tour, Mm -hmm. and we've won three road games, regardless of who they were against. They were divisional opponents, and that's tough. Uh, doesn't matter. It, it, we, you specifically talk about how difficult it is to win in the NFL. You get those wins. You do not cry about nope. them. Here's the thing. When people start talking about whether we measure up or not, and I like that reference about you know the, the level of play, I feel as though you when you're not playing down to oh, your opponent awesome. and you're coming in saying no matter what, we're going to open up a can and see all. They learned that lesson early in the season. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Denver. So yeah, you you learn that. And you and you go into those games and you're we talk about other teams not having their full litany of weapons. We've gone into games without out, out ours. We played yesterday without Tyron Smith. Yep. Yep. Okay. Who's talking about that? Nobody's talking about that for us. And they won't talk about that nope. for us. But oh, they just we were just talking about Heineken in a four game winning streak in the the fourth ranked defense and all that. Whatever happened to that? That's and what that, I'm saying. Like <laughs> going back, this Washington no. team was firing all the oh, So I'm just saying they're still in the hunt. They're not mathematically eliminated from anything. We got a team next week. When you talk about Arizona coming in here, look, the only thing that the Dallas Cowboys have to do is continue to keep this same energy intensity yep. going. This nothing's gonna change it. Offensively, know. they don't have to change their spots. They don't have to do anything different. You don't have to show up at home and be anything than what you are right now. And they've already done this consistently. Okay. They're on a what four this is a four-game winning streak. So that confidence that we talked about, that these guys are a little wanting, a little dog, we are we got to be on 100,000 million right now on the confidence scale. And you know what I love? You know, to your point in terms of, like, putting your foot on the throat or, you know, putting the, putting the pedal to the metal, I love the fact that they were trying to score more points leading up to the half. Yeah. I love that because I think that, that put the point across to your team that, hey, we're not easing up. We learned our lesson early on. Denver was a blessing. That Denver game was a blessing that you got that lesson early on. Some teams aren't going to learn that lesson until late in the season, and that's going to kill them, right? But Arizona. We got the, yeah, exactly. We got that lesson early on, and that's, it puts you in a position now where you, where you understand the situation. You value those opportunities and say, hey, when we have a team down like this, you drag them. You drag them professionally. Completely. You completely drag them. You drag them to the point where they start fighting each other. And that happened. Did it happen? That did. It definitely happened on that sideline with the benches and everything. Don't take our Don't bring your benches to AT and T Stadium. Stop it. Don't bring bring your what? The benches. B E N. Yeah. Yeah. Benches. Benches. Okay. So here's the thing. (laughs) Wait. Wait. wait, Let's take our. Let's take our first break before we fall off the rails here. I was trying to break that up. All right. Well, we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Are the Cowboys clicking on all cylinders? And is it the defense that continues to lead the way when we return here on From the Star in Frisco? Oh, man. Don't you bring it. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. 
Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Jeez. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys. Rob is not here today, unfortunately. So we've got Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam in the back. Rob has got a much sleeker look to his mm, wallet. Does he now? After the holidays. You know why? For a laptop case. Because, <laughs> because Chris Beam gave him a money clip for Christmas. Facts. It was awesome. Came in the other day, and Chris, you, you just said, you know what? Since this thing's been giving you back problems, here you go. <laughs> what kind of spring do you have on that thing? Because it's going to get tested. Yeah, it's gonna get tested on on the on the money clip. <laughs> on the money clip. Yes, <laughs> it's gonna be quite thick. Yeah, much like you could be yourself if you join Caliber Collision. Mm. There you go. I like that. There you go. All right, second segment here, and we kind of talked. To, we hit on it very briefly about the defense setting the tone after the offense really wasn't great on their opening drive. Had that that fake. Hook and ladder. The hook and ladder play type of deal that was dropped by Amari Cooper. Whether he was in the right spot or not, it was just ugly from the get-go. But the Cowboys' defense turns around, not only makes the play with Trayvon Diggs, but later in the quarter, can we talk about Demarcus Lawrence mm. reaching up, tipping the ball in the air, picking it off, finding it on the way down, and then having the athleticism and the awareness and the elusiveness to tiptoe the sideline and take it in for six. Where where does that rank in terms of the best defensive plays you've seen from a Cowboys defender? I mean, it's up there. And the thing about it is Nick Eatman has has tweeted about the Randy Gregory tip ball. In Washington. In Washington. Yeah. And saying that's the greatest defensive play that he'd ever seen. And he's watched a lot of Dallas Cowboys football. 
Well, hell, I need to know how does this one rank because Tank does the same thing, line of sight, tips it to himself, and Brody took off down that sideline like he was not going to be in the next-gen stats say that he was running 17.5 miles per hour. That boy was long. He was telling you. That was was like, hey, don't let the lights up from outside catch you. You had to get to that porch. And he was gone, man. That was awesome. One thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if anybody else has picked up on this, when he when D Law first came back, he I feel I feel as if he wasn't himself on the outside on the defensive end position in terms okay. of his ability to rush. And Dan Quinn, I don't know if Dan Quinn picked up on that, but ever since they figured out their four best rushers, they've moved him to the inside. And he has been at the D tackle position when it comes down to these passing scenarios. And he has flourished at that position. Now he had the punch out from that position. Mm-hmm. He's had this interception from that position. Micah Parsons has now been moved over to the guard over over the guards as well. Parsons is picking on offensive guards. D Law is picking on offensive guards. And it's it's just something that I thought was very, very in, intriguing that these guys are being matched up now against offensive guards instead of offensive tackles. Yeah, it's a mismatch. It's yep. a mismatch. It's a lack of athleticism when you – like, I don't want to say that about the big guys on the inside. Mm. <laughs> hey, look out there. Like half of them have found the end zone yeah. at some point this year. Right, so. it's just it's just that matchup between guards. And I think, again, Dan Quinn does a wonderful job of finding those mismatches, whether it be with Parsons or with Tank Lawrence. He's just making sure that we're constantly in – you know, whether it be mugging the A gap or in the B gap, we're just not allowing any room and once we go with five guys up front I mean when we crowd the line of scrimmage you know it's almost looks like we're playing with 13 guys out there well he creates is man versus man and he, he's betting that his guys are going to beat your guy yeah. it's literally when he puts those five guys up there he's saying hey you guys got five men protecting I got five guys rushing bet you can't stop my guys and and, and he's tank is doing so many good you, you know the splash plays and things that you see him do that obviously jump off the screen but he is incredible in the run. Yeah. He's incredible in the run. And, yes. And just his ability to, you know, at the line of scrimmage, point of attack, all of those things, man, it, for a guy. And he is undersized to be inside, inside what people yes. don't understand also. But his just his athletic ability, his physicalness, Strength. it's just what's, yeah, that's what's just taking it to the next level. And, I mean, going back to the stats and looking at 85 total yards on the ground, 172 through the air, and really a lot of that came in the third and fourth quarter where there was really nothing going in the first half for Washington on either side of the football but you mentioned that five-man front we've seen that now two weeks in a row and and Dan Quinn sprinkled it in throughout the season as well but they did it against the Giants they've now done it against Mm -hmm. Washington there are pros and cons to doing that but basically you're challenging the quarterback to make a play at that point in a smaller amount of time since it is five on five man v man so can you keep that going against teams like Arizona who are going to have a Kyler Murray or do it against an Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs as, or a Matthew Stafford? As long as your cornerbacks can can step up and press mm-hmm. and, and, and disrupt the release of the receivers, then yes. Okay. The only the only reason why you would not want to be in that situation or take take that approach defensively is if they're if you're off if you're DBs aren't getting a jam because uh, so if you face a Rams and Odell Beckham kills somebody at the line of scrimmage or Coop kills somebody at the line of scrimmage, now all of a sudden they can get a quick release and get a slant route. That's going to hurt you because there's going to be holes in that in that in that man-to-man coverage that's going to enable those guys to catch and run with it, right? Get that yak yardage. But when your guys are playing a little bit sticky defense like our cornerbacks are playing right now, and you're putting those those four defensive linemen up there and then walking Parsons up into the into the A gap and saying, "Hey, we're coming," and we're, I'm, he's going to choose one half of your of your off. 
offensive guard and D-Law is going to rip across the, the front of your center and pull through and all of a sudden my other guys are going to meet you at the meet you at the back of the, uh, the quarterback it's it's very difficult for offenses because there's not many teams out there that have five offensive linemen that can stop our five best pass rushers. That's the problem that's being presented. He's saying these are my five best rushers. <laughs> these are your five best linemen that Good have been out here this entire game. They're tired. My guys are well rested. Yeah, that, that's the perfect answer. Uh, and it doesn't matter who you play. It's all about disrupting timing. And once our foot, what, that's what we're doing. And we're making you look for the hot read. And when you get to the Aaron Rodgers of the world. That's one of the things that they specialize in is finding that hot read. Mm -hmm. That's why Anthony Brown is going to be so important. That's why Trayvon Diggs is so important. That's why the back half with your safeties is so important because that hot read, if you're a guy that's sitting underneath that slant or you're jumping that slant, that's a house call. Mm -hmm. But then on the whole opposite end of that, when you play a guy like Kyler Murray that can get out of the back door – your defense is yeah. if you guys you guys get too far up the field, that's where he can hurt you, and that's how he hurts a lot yes. of teams. And so when you go up against a mobile quarterback, you may not have to worry about that so much versus the Rams. Uh, but if you if you're sending guys home, you better get home. Yeah, yeah, better yeah. get there. Don't take that approach with Murray too often. Just <laughs> <laughs> just because of the fact that he, he, if he makes one guy miss, there's nobody left. So you may not see that a whole lot the final exactly. two weeks. Because Jalen Hurts is Week 18 as well, so both of those. But guys I don't think they. I don't, what I don't nice. think is they will change their spots. I mm-hmm. think that you yeah. have legit pass rushers and guys that can get after you. I think for Kyler Murray or any other quarterback, you know, you're going to have so much pressure. You're going to have to find the open spot. So what does that do? You're not looking down the field. Yeah. You're looking to escape. And so uh, his ability to improvise and things like that. That's where we cannot give up that extra yards uh, with quarterbacks that are improvising. But they're not even having any time for. That. Yeah. I mean, 94, 94, 93, doesn't matter who it is, man. Guys are 90s. flying everywhere. <laughs> and quarterbacks, and you saw it, Taylor Heineke was screaming, like, oh, 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 God, how do I get out of this? <laughs> yeah, no, Taylor Heineke, he's sore right now. Yeah. But he was sore last time. Damn right. <laughs> And he had a week off uh, in between. So the last two games that Heineke has played, it's been seeing the 90s what coming is, right after. What is up with Randy Gregory and him camping out He's next hilarious. to him? Oh, my gosh. How, much, how, how hard did you laugh when he rolled I laughed, over? I laughed so hard when he rolled The awareness of knowing, one, where he is and where Heineke is, but also knowing that he could just remake the meme that he had from two weeks ago. <laughs> that, that's that's Randy yes. Gregory to a T. That's his personality. That's the way that he plays the game. And it's he plays having fun which is funny because he says he plays better whenever he's mad but who knows he didn't he didn't really make like a huge impact in the stat sheet but he was in the in the backfield a lot last night ain't no fun if the homies can't have none and the homies got plenty yep (laughs) they got plenty last night how about this this game all together yeah it was fun big blowout win on national television revenge for last year but it came out with some of the best stats just top to bottom that I've heard in quite some time. How about this? Dak Prescott, first player in NFL history to throw a touchdown to a running back, a tight end, a wide receiver, and an offensive lineman in the same game. First one to ever do it in an NFL game. You said what? I thought it was second. I thought it was second. I thought you were second. Kurt, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Oh, yep. So it Kurt says Warner. right here he is the first quarterback in NFL history to accomplish okay. his feet in a regular season game. Mm. Yes, Kurt, in Kurt the did it. No, it was in a playoff game okay, that Kurt did. There, there you go. And that makes sense. Okay. So, and then the other one was the – it's the first time since 2012 that the Cowboys had an offensive, defensive, and special teams touchdown. 
Corey so Clement with the block, baby. Let's talk about the, the special teams touchdown. You're a big special teams guy. I am. Corey Clement came over the top. I mean, that was such a baller block, just over the top. It was almost like a basketball player. I, I hope people respect these lower tier depth chart guys um, that are that are underappreciated in the public eye, but very highly valued within the team. You got guys like uh, Malik Turner. You got guys like <laughs> like. Corey Clement. Both of these guys are balling out whenever their number is called. Special teams, they're guys. They're dudes out there. The core special teamers. We talked about it in the preseason. Who's going to be the core special teamers? Well, here you go. There's two of those guys right there. What happens on special teams? Well, you got Malik Turner down there covering kicks and doing what he does. Then on on pump block, on pump block you obviously have Corey Clement making the block. Mm-hmm. And then you put then you put these guys in last week. Corey Clement steps up and plays running back you know, in, in, a, in a big way. He does yep. maybe the week before, whatever it was. He did, he did a good job in that role. Then you call on Malik Turner at the end of the game, and he does what he's been doing every time you call on his number when he's every time to step up. These guys are taking on a full workload as special teamers and then turning around and hopping into the offense and being productive as well. Kudos to those guys. They are productive. They're great players, and they're showing up for this team in big ways. And if you have to go down to your depth chart at any point in time in this final run, you know you have guys you can depend on. And you have to feel confident. Uh, and the guys that you have, because Noah Brown didn't play yesterday. And Noah Brown is a core guy. And you're right, man, special teams-wise, we talk about the defense being the party, and every time the defense comes on, you get your popcorn ready, you don't step away from the television because you don't know what may happen. The same thing with the punt. Punt block, your punt team. You're sitting there like, okay, is Bones? Is this is this block? Is he? Did he call a block on this? And obviously, you see it over and like, okay, he's sending them. He's sending them. And man, these guys are getting home. That was a fantastic play, uh, Corey Clement made, and his ability to get over the top of the blocker and one hand that thing. But also, also, I mean, guys like Chauncey Golson, just yes. I mean, gifting. The spot. Here, here it is. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I think he slammed the ball. He didn't get his ball, man. You got to get that. I mean, it's a touchdown. Yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah. Where, where's everybody at that was complaining about the punt, punt block? You know what? Early in the year, you remember that? You remember those conversations we no, had? No, no. You're saying it's too aggressive. No, no, no. And it was. Hey, a lot of people are not keeping the same energy. Isaiah. No, it's a, the energy is shifted. I, remember, right? I, I, I specifically remember <laughs> people being angry that he was sending guys on pump blocks because somebody actually bumped into a kicker. It happens. It happens. You have to rush if you want to block kicks. And that was a great play by Corey Clement. That wasn't even a punt block call. That was just a rush. That yeah. was just that was just a just hey. Him. That's just just him. That's just Corey Clement running upfield. One, two, three steps. You work this drill over and over and over again. Three steps hard upfield. Come underneath, right? Three steps hard upfield. Come underneath. He got his hand in there. Avoid it. You see his avoid it. Avoid yeah. the uh, the ball. Bow. Bow. Got that hand in there. Now that was special. And, and and I think the criticism from Fossil was just that last year we saw like the fake punt thing that went on with the Washington Oof. football team. Just there were a few things that went awry that last I think year. last yes we're just basing a lot of criticism on last <laughs> year. Yeah, man, it's, that stuff carried over. And then when you came into this season and you saw a few of the times where we could have got off the field and we ran into the the punter. Look, Cowboy fans are looking for something to feel good about. And I think no matter how you look at this team, you got to feel good about what the special teams is doing. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a point in the in the season where it's just like, man, Everything that we touch is turning to gold, bro. It's, it's got to, what is it, Isaiah? I just, is I just it? heard Holly Berry's voice in my head when you said that. Everybody, keep it going. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I'll find out about that. Yeah, one. Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. Uh, Corey <laughs> Clement, feel good about <laughs> Corey Clement 
after the block, and, and I, I believe it was it was right after that play, and it was kind of everybody was partying in the stadium. It, it was already wrapped up well before that, but that was kind of the, the icing on the cake. That was the, the cherry on top, and Chris Collinsworth on the NBC broadcast was talking about how there are teams – that are clicking. You're, this is the time when you look at teams that are getting healthy Momentum. and teams that are starting to click. Are the Cowboys near the top of that list yes. or the top of that list just based off of what you saw top. yesterday? The top. I mean, you take into account that our the defense has been balling out, and you're hoping that they're continuing to peak. You know, you you, you really don't want hoping, it to fall. You off. don't want them to fall off. Yep. The defense has been playing really well towards the end of the season. So they're obviously on the uptrend. Now you have the offense slowly starting to get their their swag back, right? Or I don't say slowly. Last week was a was a resemblance of the offense. This week they made an astronomical jump. If they if the offense can stay on this trajectory as well as the special teams making their contributions, you have to say the Dallas Cowboys are at the pinnacle yeah. of the momentum swing. And that's exactly what Chris Collinsworth was referring to. As you enter the playoffs, it's about the teams that are riding high. It's not necessarily about the best teams. Yeah, I hate them. Sorry, sorry to say that, everybody. It's not necessarily the best teams are going to win out. It's always the team that's playing the best going into the playoffs. And it's not a coincidence that this team is healthy too. And yeah. that's that's another thing that that yeah. pours into it. It's our ability, right? What's happened, even with COVID and ev- all the teams that are being affected by it. Our just health has been one of the things I think at the latter half of the season has been. And I knock on wood there uh, has been. What I think has made the difference for this team in, in key positions. We hadn't. I keep saying this, and I keep thinking, but but we don't have Tyron Smith back, yep. you know. And we're playing like this, and we don't have Tyron Smith back. And so once we get all of our weapons, man, I just I I'm with you. Um, I've watched so many teams catch fire. Those wild card teams do it. I watched the New York Giants in the team that the um, the year that you guys won the Super Bowl in a nine and seven squad lose actually to New England in their undefeated season where they were about to go undefeated and that was the in a loss mm-hmm. they were like yeah we could play with these guys mm-hmm. and that momentum carried them all the way through that run so look we're peaking at the right time yeah and you go down the list number one Green Bay right now they did not play well no. on Saturday Freaking on Baker. Christmas Can night we... they did not play well and honestly if Baker Mayfield Just... either throws a better ball there was I, pass interference I'm called, so sorry for Cleveland fans or they run the ball they probably win that game. I'm Please. sorry for Dallas fans. Why did they why didn't they just get the ball to Chubb? Where we where would we be he at was, today dude, if Chubb would have just got the ball two more times? You would be the number one seed in the Freaking NFC. Freaking A, man. I mean plain and simple. You'd be the number one seed. Dallas fans tweet Baker Mayfield and say, Don't what the heck? What the <laughs> heck? Uh the Buccaneers <laughs> the Buccaneers below the Cowboys at the moment, they got back on track after getting shut out by the Saints. They won 30, 32 to six over the Carolina Panthers. Rams right underneath the Cowboys. Rams are actually the three seed at the moment, which is very interesting because they have a win over Tampa Bay. 30-23 to over the Vikings. They didn't necessarily look great. Matthew Stafford threw three interceptions. So if you want to take a look at the division leaders right now, the Cowboys are the ones that were very much so the most impressive or have been the most impressive over the last couple of weeks. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, it's smelly sticker time. For the fourth straight week, we give our players of the game and hand out some stickers when we return here to Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. Got the mic flip back in the building nah, the, for a victory Monday. The mic flip belongs to Rob P from yeah. now on. They don't, dude, hold on. It does not belong to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he hit that thing. <laughs> he did it. He did it. Oh, it was outstanding. All right. We've got some smelly stickers to hand Uh-oh, I'm out. Sorry, guys. Cowboys get a 56 to 14 win. Over the Dallas, or excuse me, over the Washington football team. We beat ourselves. Yeah, they beat ourselves. Did not beat ourselves yesterday. That's a good thing. And the Cowboys still holding strong as the number two seed in the NFC conference race, which is very interesting, very tight at the moment in terms of. Don't nobody want to see us, Kyle. I agree. If they play like they did yesterday, it's what Nobody I said. Nobody want to see us, segment. Kyle. I agree. Trust me, they in, they in, they are they are in Arizona right now trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. How is this going to go? Dude, they're reeling, too. They're not even leading the division anymore. Oh, it's, they're in trouble. I said mm-hmm. it. I said it, dude. They may not even make it. Yeah, uh, They'll make it. They've already okay. clinched the playoff spot. Did they but, make it? Yeah, they've clinched the playoff spot already. Dang but, it. Uh, but, yeah, they may not win the division, though. Hop hurt them. That injury. D-Hop. Oh, that injury yeah. killed them. Yeah, it's a big one. Anytime you lose a receiver like that, you're – Severely limited. But all right, Heck, well, we've got some smelly stickers tradition every time the Cowboys get a dub. Who was your smelly sticker? Who's going to get that sweet, sweet scratch and sniff? Listen, I am. Oh, you want the big sticker today? No, no, no that's the little, one. Those oh, are the two from okay. you and Rob. So I'm going to go with a little bit of mango 
here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with a mango sticker for Cowboy Nation. Uh, at the stadium yesterday, the stadium was rocking. And that is a home field advantage for our boys. So playoff time, I want to see that same energy, Cowboy Nation. Need it. Yeah. This mango's for you, baby. Let's go. Never had mango. You've never had a mango? No. The texture looks too soft for me. It's pretty soft. It's pretty good. It is good. All right. Um, I'm going with a strawberry. Mm. With a K. Strawberry. That dude right there. You see that dude right there? You see that eye? You see that winking? Boom. Boom. All right. I'm the reason why it's winking, all right, this is strawberries winking with a little swag, is because that is Dak. Not Dakota. That's Dak. All right. Dak is back, and that was his little wink. Letting you guys know that he's back right there. Dak is back. I'm throwing that right. You should have got a bigger strawberry because for the big Dak energy. Mm. Say it with I'm your not, chest. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going there with you today. Honey. Let's go. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Let's go. You. I'm not wiggle, doing wiggle, wiggle. I'm not doing this with you. Let's go. It's I'm not, not going. Not going to happen there. Not I'm not going to be pulled into that. I'm not going to the principal office today, y'all. All right. I've got some grapes here. Mm. There's a lot of grapes on here, and actually, if you count them out, uh, one, two, three, four, five. I see eleven grapes here. That means you could have at least 11 picks off of that grape stem. Oh, you know, that sounds a lot like a guy who uh, who has 11 picks. How about Trayvon Diggs? Hey. The way that he turned around and set the tone. The Cowboys offense yeah. didn't look good in that opening drive, but I cannot state how big that next play was when they challenged him deep. He stepped up, made a big play, and he said after the game, he looked right at that sideline and he stared him down. That Washington football team, their benches, B-E-N, and all on that sideline. And he said, why did you challenge me? On the first play of the game, and he has his 11th pick. So I'm giving the grapes to Mr. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, that was disrespectful of them. And, by the way, we do have an update from Rob Phillips. He hey. is giving his smelly sticker to the man who was a little frustrated to start the week. Hmm. He talked about wanting to get the ball a little bit more. Hmm. Oh, they, heard, they heard him. Oh, they heard him. They heard him. And they got to him early, yeah, and they threw him a ton of passes in that first half. And Amari Cooper gets Rob Phillips' smelly sticker today. Hopefully we'll get Rob back at some point in the next couple days, but he will get that orange smelly sticker. That side of the helmet starting to fill up pretty quickly, Boy, boys. I'm telling you. That. that is uh that's just a byproduct of all the good plays, mm-hmm. players, and, and everything that's been happening, man. To see eleven wins, guys. Eleven and four. Could I mean, come on, seriously. That's good stuff. That's that good stuff. Great stuff. Also, not to mention we we didn't even get to talk about it at the start of the show because we were so excited about the way that the Cowboys played. But how was your Christmas? Everybody have a good holiday? I did, man. It was wonderful. I got to sit down. It was awesome. Yeah, I got to hang out a little bit. What the kiddos get? And uh, more stuff from Santa. Just stuff. More stuff. I don't know if they believe in Santa. Mm. Are they oh. listening to the show? No. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Oh, everybody believes in Santa. Yeah, what are you talking about? Hopefully. Santa's real. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Santa came to my house. Did, did he? Which one? Did he leave boot, boot marks? Uh, yeah, on the with the snow and everything on nice. the ground. Yeah, yeah. No, it was awesome. great. It was exciting. So, but yeah, no, the kids, the kids were all satisfied, and you know, we had plenty of dinner. Was able to gather safely with uh, awesome. family members, yeah, and uh, man, That's you know, indulged in some TikTok challenges. Did you now? Yes. Did you dance? I didn't. Yes, did he, he did. Like, did he, you dance he did. Like he D-Law? did. Didn't he? Did. Was it like D Law ish? 
No. D Law's. I, jer- I, I thought I was the Chris. only one Jesus. that danced on TikTok. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Chris Beam. Chris, can you send it to us? Yeah, Chris, can you send it to us? No, no, no. Oh, Beamer. Is your footage? Hey, just come huddle in here. I feel Okay, I got you. We'll be in there. We'll make it happen. Can we put a side by side with him and D Law? Because D Law's dance was. Oh, bad, man. Oh, did you see his pregame live? Man, you know, I big, you know, big fellas, man. We. Hey, got to warm up a little bit. If that's going to help him do what he Hack did in the game, more he, nimble. Could, he could do that all day long as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. I agree. Yeah, if he has a pick six like yeah. that, he can do whatever he wants. All right, that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and continue to stay safe out there. We've got plenty more to come throughout the week. And tomorrow, we hear from Cowboys Nation. What is your thought process about the Cowboys and how they've been looking after their 56-14 to win over the Washington football team? But for Chris Beam, for Heckma Harrison, for Isaiah Stanback in the not-so-much-here Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?